Good evening. Not really. Uh, BTMReview.com here with episode 20. 20, really? Yep. I could have swore. I could have swore I already, I already made the, the joke that we're old enough to gamble. But you know what? It's probably because, well, we did make that joke. Because, see, last week we recorded a string of podcasts and uh, eh, technology happens. Technology yep. happens and uh, they decided that those podcasts just weren't worth the shit, frankly, I guess, because everything got deleted. Maybe it was Skynet, Zach. Actually, it was that <laughs> your computer just shut down. My computer just told me, fuck you, and <laughs> shut down out of nowhere. So and it might have been Skynet. It totally was. Speaking of Skynet, I want to go ahead and pitch. Uh, <laughs> we had Eddie, Eddie Furlong week start this past weekend where we uh, did a couple of commentaries of two of our favorite Eddie Furlong movies and we'll try and do a couple of more but we did uh, Pet Cemetery 2 and we did Brain Scan for all you uh, kind of niche early 90s horror you know fans out there um, they're totally awesome and you might be asking what does this have to do with games well you know Terminator had some pretty shitty uh, <laughs> trademark games didn't he yeah. Wait, we could we could talk for days about the original Terminator on NES or or the T2 game that was on and you know NES, Genesis and Super Nintendo. <laughs> Those and uh, or even the arcade game which, you know, the arcade game, the actual arcade was actually pretty cool, but I don't think it ported over so well. But um I remember playing like Terminator 3 and Terminator Salvation games too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like the Xbox and, yeah, and PlayStation. Yeah, like PlayStation 2. I never played those. Uh I think the the Terminator, not the Salvation game, the one that what was the other one? Was it uh, was it Terminator Three or did it have like a yeah, subtitle? I think so. It I know I know there was a game that was in promotion that came out with Terminator Three, but I don't want to say I don't think it was called Terminator Three, but I know what you're talking about, and um, that was kind of in the early days of the PS2, and I thought it looked cool. Yeah, and uh, I know that because I'm a big uh, music guy, big metalhead, and I know. Raymond Herrera did the music to that game and you know he was the original drummer for the band Fear Factory you know he got uh, he disbanded he left that band and he now he's an industry guy and he works with a lot of video games and he's done a lot of soundtrack work so um, you know what screw it man for Eddie Furlong week let's let's talk about those T2 games those Terminator games Terminator 1 you want to talk about it real quick have you played them uh, I played the first one for NES the first one for the NES yeah it's a piece of shit isn't it yeah it's a piece of shit, man, and it's one of those games that uh, doesn't become more forgiving as time <laughs> goes forward. It's right. uh, it's one of those games, man, that it's one of those shitty examples of an NES game uh, where it's unfairly hard and yep. it's difficult purely based on its flawed mechanics, not the gamer. So basically, any game that's not a Super Mario game <laughs> uh, yeah. for the NES just about. <laughs> But, you know, there was uh, there was not just that one. Um, well, I mean, we'll go back to it. The, the original Terminator also had a game on the Sega CD that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, but, that one was hard, too, but, wasn't it? But, yeah, it's pretty hard, but that one came a little bit later. It came totally out of sequence. We had the T2 game on the NES, and, you know, I've got that as well. And, and uh, the T2 game on the Sega Genesis slash Super Nintendo, um, they're all different shitty versions of the same game. Yeah. Um. You know what? Those games get a ton of hate, but I gotta be honest with you. Back when I um, got those, I acquired it on the Sega Genesis my first time back in 1996 or 7. Were those ones better than the NES versions? It, like I said, they're just kind of ghettoer. You know, like the NES is a little yeah. ghettoer and things like that. But you know what? It, it, people dog those games, and 
back then I kind of enjoyed them because they're very they're one of those games where you get like 15 minutes of pleasure out of it. It, yeah. it just gets a little repetitive and it's it's I liked it because there's a certain brutality to it that you weren't finding in NES games or Genesis games anything like that in the early 90s. And, uh, you know, think about it, what, 91, 92, when these games were coming out on all the three of those platforms. But it reminds me of, like, Grand Theft Auto, because you're the Terminator. You've played it, and you're, you, could just, yep. you could just blow people away. Innocent <laughs> people, which totally goes against the T2 movie, because he wasn't killing people, remember? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not going to sell a game. But uh, now there's no blood. But, man, so that's what I mean. The, the stages were kind of monotonous. You know, you kind of, like, don't know what you're doing. You kind of, like, run around until you find the T-1000. And then you go to, like, the shopping mall. And it's and, and everybody complains about the driving stages when you're on your motorcycle going from place to place, you know, and how wacky the driving is. Um, yeah. But it is fun for, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes just that, uh, like, walking around the mall, walk going up the escalators and just shooting fucking dogs and people and just blowing people away. It, 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 uh, it's a good time. Dogs in the mall. Dude, I think there's, like, German Shepherd. Maybe those are at the bar. The first stage is the, uh, the Texas bar, that, like, country bar. Yeah, I'm not, I'm drawing a blank on it completely. Oh, man. Look up videos on it, but, uh, like I said, it's just like the original Grand Theft Auto where you just get that gratification from, like, racing around and just shooting people without oh, yeah. without even questioning and uh it's a lot of fun just blast people to shotgun blood or not so it's one of those games but you know i i give it props man because it's insane because like even um you know even in uh um, like the terminator game on the sega cd which is by far the best terminator franchise game um you're shooting you're kyle reese and everything you're shooting is like robots oh, they're yeah. robots or machines you're in the future you're fighting the terminator so it's not really the same and yeah, I remember that one. I, and, I'm, and I'm not even sure if the gun you fired was actually bullets or if it was like, I don't know if you ever played like the Aliens arcade game, but the, remember they shot like little colored balls out of their yeah. guns, like plasma rifles, you know, like they couldn't show the machine gun or whatever. Even if you're shooting aliens, it made no sense. But yeah, yeah T2, man, you're blowing away people. You can just go to that mall and just blow away as many innocent bystanders as you want. Um, so anyway, that there's, that's kind of cool, but yeah, that's Sega CD one. The Sega CD actually has some gems. I know it's not exactly looked upon favorably all these years later, but, um, I love Spider-Man versus the Kingpin. I love, uh, the Batman and Robin, uh, cartoon animated uh, video game on there. It's a racer and, uh, or, you know, car combat game. And, uh, that, yeah. that Terminator game, it had a killer soundtrack, man. It had, it was just like you know, 80s metal, because they were trying to take full advantage of a CD quality sound for the first time on, right, a, on a console. Yeah. And so it's funny because none of the music was actually relevant to the game and it wasn't even mixed. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, the music had cues. It's like it was it was basically the equivalent of hitting hitting your thing on mute, putting your TV on mute and playing a CD in the background. <laughs> and it, it was funny, but the music was cool. And, you know, did LJN make all of them? Gosh, LJN made um, the, the <laughs> NES, Super NES, and the Genesis stuff. I don't know if they made the Sega CD one. That honestly, the game <laughs> the game was too good. And the thing is about Sega CD is, I don't quote me on this, but it seems like that system had like its own like proprietary uh, uh, development teams, and a lot of yeah. those development teams are no longer in business. Like they only. They only did Sega CD games. And I think that was because, hey, you know, we're working with CD. I don't know if they got PC people of the time, people that were doing, like, PC games. Because these are people that were integrating, like, FMV and stuff like that. Like, for example, um, 
Like for I know I know for a fact, you know, when the Power Rangers came out, they released a Power Rangers game on the Genesis. They released a Power Rangers game on the Super Nintendo. The Genesis one was a was a fighting game, a shitty one. And the one on the Super Nintendo was a beat 'em up, an awesome one. The one on the Sega CD was that full motion video crap where you're just like, you know, gu- yeah. guiding through an episode, push X, X to watch, you know, to have to progress the fight <laughs> as it should or you lose. I guarantee yeah. you the person that develops the Super Nintendo one did not develop that full motion video abortion. These are all right. different people. So I think that's the way Sega CD handled their stuff. But anyway, I miss that. I miss when games like were different for each console. Like I remember when the PlayStation oh, yeah, 3 yeah, yeah, came yeah. out. They were still making PlayStation 2 versions that were different mm-hmm. games completely. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, me too, man. Um, that was really cool. And, and what are some other cool examples of that? Like, um, I remember Splinter Cell uh, Double Agent was really different for the 360 and the uh, and the PlayStation 2. It was extremely different, though, back then when we, still, when we had the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo and the NES was still kind of hanging on. Oh yeah, um, man! Like every version of everything was different, and uh, Power Rangers is usually, is usually my go-to man. Like, and it's funny because they marketed that game. The games came out at the same time, and they all had the exact same cover. And it's funny yeah. because it's almost false advertising. It's like <laughs> you have to be really careful about what you're buying. Yeah, um, I remember uh, the Ghostbusters game was like that mm-hmm. too. Different on the Genesis and the. Oh, the that's right. The Genesis one kicks ass. Yeah, it is so good. That's another great. Are you are you talking about the the first one or the one where they have like big heads? I'm talking about the one that had big heads. Yeah, that, that's the one that everybody likes. That's the one that's hard to find. I used to have it too, which pisses me off. I bought yeah. it, um, and I, I I didn't get it till kind of late. I bought that game in like 1998 or 1999 at a garage sale in my neighborhood. Yeah, I was just playing that on my PSP. I got I mean, uh, emulators yeah, on crack stuff. Um, yeah, that's great. So, uh, as far as Terminator, I mean, I didn't play anything past the classic era. I mean, after all, we're talking about <laughs> talking about Ed- Edward Furlong week. That's our excuse to uh, chat about that stuff. Other than that, man, we all know he was a huge fan of Afterburner three. Because <laughs> remember, he just like you couldn't, he could not be bothered when Bobby Budnick, Danny Kuski <laughs> was trying to say, "Hey, there's some guy looking for you." Hey, man, get away, man! I'm an Afterburner three, and it literally, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Didn't they like put a on like Terminator Salvation? Isn't there a scene where he's playing that or something? Terminator Salvation? Gosh, I wouldn't know, man. I watched that movie twice, believe it or not. I watched it the first time and I hated it. And then I actually, I think I'm thinking of that song, the Guns N' Roses song. Oh, they, they put in there. where you got like Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T800 walking through the audience at the concert, like scanning all yeah. the people, scanning the band members. Like, brrr, focuses it on Slash, heroin user. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I watched that movie once. I don't even remember anything about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so everybody look out uh, for, if you're into films, check out our commentaries on those two uh, Eddie Furlong classics. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, check out some of those shitty games. Most of them suck. But check out the Sega CD one, man. That's really cool. Um, in other news, we got to talk about, not a really good segue, I understand, but uh, eh, kind of. You know, retro games. We've 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 talked about. Everybody's heard about the uh, GameStop kind of throwing their their hat into the game as far as selling retro. They they noticed that retro is super popular, and they noticed that uh, you know uh, the people have created this crazy ass market of overpriced um, demands right. on eBay. And so we heard about it that they were just going to experiment in a couple of markets. Well. It seems maybe they're still doing that just with physical stores, but now it looks like they're dealing with online. So there is, you can go online and you can buy all these games. My problem with this is 
and and there's a couple other uh, podcasters out there who have pointed it out, but it's extremely true. True, and it um, I don't know. It should raise a little skeptic skepticism. But uh, you look on there, and some of the games aren't priced too bad. They're I mean they're not like steals, but they're not above retail. And some of them you know are maybe a few bucks under, you know, a little over. But it's in that ballpark. But then you see like certain games, um, certain games for a pretty good price. You know, yeah. let's say you have like. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, oh God, I don't know. There's a couple examples that I saw, and I'm having trouble thinking of it. Like, you might see Dragon Warrior 3 on there, or you might see Sukoden 2. I think that's one I definitely noticed, like Sukoden 2, Sukoden 2, however you pronounce it. And, you know, I think they were asking about $40 of what it normally goes for. Really? So, and I, I can't remember. Like, I want to say, yeah, I mean, it, it's still a pricey game no matter how you slice it. But you look at that, and you see some things... There's some games that, like I said, most of the time it's like, oh, this is kind of ballpark what it's all going for retail. But then you see certain things. It's like, wow, it's a good deal. You, yeah. They have regular NESs on there. Um, you know, you can buy the consoles. Yeah. And it looks like it okay. um, has like two controllers and the whole nine yards and they want 50 bucks for it. I'm like, that's not bad. Yeah. But here's the thing you have to notice. These deals, these games that are priced really good, a few, you know, quite a 10, 20, 30 bucks under these ridiculous eBay prices and these NESs and stuff like that you'll notice that there's none in stock of any of those games. All those ones that seem like good deals, they have none in stock. So huh. I think it's a marketing trick. Probably. It's like, oh man, look, this day, you know, this they only charge this for that, this for that. They'll buy other stuff. They'll check back in. But the thing is, is these prices are liable to change anytime they want to with the fluctuating market. So yeah. I'm skeptical that once they do get in some Sukoden 2s or whatever like high dollar game you got in there, they're going to... The, tr- the price is going to change. Yeah. And I think it's a little sleazy. Especially since it's a uh, GameStop. All the <laughs> slimy stuff they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that, we can go back to that whole fucking Metroid Prime trilogy and Xenoblade where they were uh, opening the new the new copy so they can sell it at a higher premium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, those were going for like 100 and 100 plus on eBay, you know, whatever. And um, now if they're still in the shrink wrap, they're still retail. They can't charge any more than retail price. Yeah. I remember like people saying that they like I stopped going there a long time ago, but I remember my cousin was saying that like they'll get a game, they let their employees take it home, like so they'll open it and play it mm-hmm. and then whenever it comes Tuesday they'll bring it back, re shrink wrap it and sell it like brand new, even though it's been opened and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I've I've had come to think of it, I've had questionable purchases like that where like the disc is shaking around, and it looks like it's been possibly tamper with i remember one christmas uh i i think it was like oh man it was whatever year it came out maybe the year after my mom and dad got me uh, uh it was metal gear solid um twin snakes for gamecube mm-hmm. and so i'm excited like i get it and i'm excited to play it i open it up and there's no game in it oh <laughs> so i had to wait all the, you know since had to wait till freaking New Year was over and stuff before I could take it back and get it. Uh, funny story. You remember how like old games like uh, Babbage's or you know software, oh, yeah. etc. I mean, yeah, that's what it used yeah, to be. Yeah, they they just constantly changed. But uh, yeah, I'm a little bit more. I was a little bit more accustomed to Babbage's. But uh, you remember how they used to keep? Yeah, they they keep like. I mean, I don't know if they still do at GameStop, but maybe they do. I don't ever go into there. But like Babbage's, they would keep like the empty cases on display. And yep. take them up to the front, and then they would give you discs, like for yeah. use. Okay, and um, 
or give you a copy of the game or whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I uh, I used to know friends that would uh, be pretty, you know, they'd, they'd be advocates of the five finger discount, and uh, which is horrible, by the way. I mean, there was there was so many stores like when we were in high school that it, it just went around like, oh, this store is easy to steal from. Everybody stole from Kmart because you could just get yeah. away with it. Because those stores are yeah. wastelands, and I guess maybe at the time they didn't have, like, really good security systems implemented. I mean, I don't know if it's worth their time. I mean, not that many people shop at Kmart. Therefore, who knows how many people actually steal and if it's worth it, you know, money-wise. It's not like uh, Walmart or whatever. But uh, anyway, <laughs> at a GameStop, a friend of mine stole a game. And I never was an advocate of that. I thought that was shitty. And, like, I, I was the kind of goody two-shoes, and I still would be, where it's like, I'm not playing this dirty game. I wouldn't play it. Like, this is just, just wrong. But uh, one time they got their just desserts, and it was so funny. They they bought a game, and I don't remember what it is. I want to say it could have been, I mean, coming from that era, it could have been the original. It could have been Resident Evil DualShock version. Or it yeah. could have been, been Resident Evil 2, or it could have been the original Resident Evil, you know, one of the fat games with, like, double disc. Yeah. Or whatever, or something like that. Anyway, they 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 took it and they ended up wherever the heck we were. We were hanging out, like they they showed us, like oh look what I got. And then they go home, and that well they say they they brought it over to the house that we we're at anyway. And like oh look what I got, and uh they open it up and there's no games inside, <laughs> and it was just yeah you're a prick man. That's what you get. It's like horrible. Like I hope they got you on camera too, so you can get busted for stealing and not getting shit. You know. Imagine having to take it back. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, like that episode of The Simpsons, taking back Bone Storm. <laughs> I never, I never watched The Simpsons either. There, I'm catching there, up. There's now. a Christmas episode where uh, Bart really wants this game called Bone Storm, and it's a parody of Mortal Kombat. He sees the commercial on TV, and it's just, it's even got like a guy with four arms, or like fighting, and it's really bloody. And he's like, <laughs> whoa! And then him and his family go to the mall um, to get uh, holiday pictures, like for a Christmas card or whatever. And then he's looking at the games. And of course, you know, Marge won't let him have it. And then he's tempted to steal it. He wears a hoodie because it's wintertime. And it's funny. He's like contemplating taking the game because I, I guess I get there. I guess at their store. I remember they used to do this at like uh, Shopco's. They have Shopco's in the middle of Midwest. I'm not sure if you have them where you are in Illinois. But um, back in the day, they their their games were not behind glass. That That's yeah. like a given now. But back in the day, they just used to be like hanging on the shelf and you could just pick them up and look at them, look at the back of them and, you know, whatever. Anyway, so he's looking at this game and he's contemplating should I t- what to do. And you know how like the good angel and the bad angel shows up on your shoulders. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's Mario. Mario shows up on one shoulder. He's like, "Go ahead, Bart, take it the game." And he's like <laughs> convincing him to take it. And then you got like, he <laughs> got Sonic racing by, take it, take it, like Sega. <laughs> anyway, he ends up taking it, and he, yeah, he gets caught, and he goes back, and oh, whatever. It's it's a fun episode, but uh, yeah. Anyway, man, uh, GameStop. I don't think. I'm definitely skeptic of it. I'm still an advocate of uh, hunting out those good deals. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I just, I definitely would keep an eye on it because it's stupid. It seems like they got a lot of cool stuff, but, you know, just just be careful of what's in stock and what's not. And like I said, they're not, it's not like their ledger's clean or anything. They've been known to gouge and they're going to get their money because it's like we said, we, I mean, we got to pay attention and not forget what they pulled a couple years ago. Like I said, when Metroid Prime Trilogy was going through the roof on eBay and Xenoblade and gosh, there's a third game I remember was in question, but yeah, that's what they were doing. They were, um, they still had all these games. They were hoarding these games that were still new 
And when they saw what they were going for on eBay, because they were supposedly not on shelves anymore, they, they cleared out their warehouses of what they had left, sent them to the stores. They had employees open them and then put them on the shelves because as long as they were wrapped, they still had to sell them by law for retail. But if they were open, they were used. Yeah. <laughs> so and so they were getting their hundred bucks or whatever. And it was really, really shitty, man. And they were totally exploited for that. And I don't know why people were so forgiving. Like, it's just like it's funny how yeah. some, some people rebound off some things. I hear I hear crap about them all the time. I know. I mean, I know. Yeah. From people that work there, you know, yeah, I know people have a lot of bad things to say about big corporations and, you know, Walmart. I'll tell you, you know, I understand the evils of Walmart, but, you know, even me, man, I get good stuff at Walmart. I do my shopping at Walmart. I'm a slave to the machine. You know, I go somewhere and I can get my motor oil and get like something to drink and get. You know, you can get everything in one-stop shop. I get the appeal. GameStop has no appeal whatsoever. They're not all yeah. all in one. I mean, they they put out all these mom and pop. I used to love going to these mom and pop stores, man. They were my favorite. Where, uh, you know, the prices weren't necessarily the same. They definitely fluctuated. There was no eBay to base prices on. Yeah. It was so cool. I miss I miss the old days of, you know, going into somewhere. And who knows? Maybe even be able, being able to haggle people down. Yeah. So, I don't know. I know there's still mom and pop stores all around the country, but I, they're just tough to find. I don't know any in my area. Me neither. But anyway, GameStop. I'm not forgetting that they're the enemy. So, <laughs> everybody out there, be careful. I don't even drink the Kool-Aid when they have a new game coming out. And I hate it when people are doing all these store exclusives. Like for, yeah. for I hate it, man. Just give us all the same one. Um, yeah. But you know what? Even if GameStop has the best pre-order uh, incentive... I still don't shop with them. I don't care. Yeah. I absolutely hate them. And they're just, I think their rewards program needs work too. I think it's kind of shitty. But anyway, you've been warned by the BTM boys. I don't know. That's all I got. They're the devil. What do you guys think of GameStop? I know you guys might say the same thing. A lot of people trash talk them, but yet they still shop at them. You know, it's funny. But the same thing with Walmart, man. I mean, whatever's easiest, I guess. But anyway, hit up some flea markets. That's what we do. Put in the work. Eh. Anything else, Zach? I got nothing. Check out btmreview.com. Uh, we're going to post this, of course, to our YouTube, iTunes, uh, the Facebook, and all that fun stuff. Twitter, Tumblr, for all you pre-tweenies out there. Uh, feel free to comment on your thoughts on it. Comment on uh, comment on the state of retro games and where you get your games and your opinions on uh, the business ethics of GameStop. And, of course, enjoy Eddie Furlong Week. The shameless promotion. Check out our... Uh, film commentaries for all you movie connoisseurs. Uh, That's it for now. I'm Aaron. I'm Zach. Peace out, guys.